0: When I was in grad school, there was a Bhangra group at the school. For those of you who don't know, Bhangra is a folk dance from India and one that I'm quite fond of. Every now and then, I would see them practice. And it looked like they were having such a great time, this this energetic, happy bunch. And I would have loved to be a part of them. I have always liked dancing and I'm, and I'm decent at it. But then I found out to be a part of the group, you had to audition. And the moment I learned that, I was like, no way. There is no way I'm going to audition because I know I'm going to fail. So instead of giving them a chance to reject me, I decided to reject myself. This is by no means an isolated incident. I can think of several examples in my professional life where I have done the same thing. There are jobs I wanted, but I did not apply. There are large, meaty projects that I wanted to lead, but instead, I decided I probably wasn't good enough. And I know I am not alone. There are opportunities a lot of us have walked away from because we decided to reject ourselves. Today, my guest Andrea Perez will tell us her story of what happened when she overrode this instinct to self-reject and instead decided to go for it. Hi there, you are listening to Unseen Battles, a podcast that brings you behind the scenes stories from women leaders. This is your reminder that as you work through your career struggles, you're not alone. I'm your host, Parul Goyal. Every two weeks, I'll bring you raw, honest conversations with a successful leader about a challenge they faced and how it changed them. So, let's get to it. Today, my guest is Andrea Perez. She's an accomplished technology leader and a great supporter of diversity. Andrea was born and raised in Colombia, but in the last 11 years, she has lived and worked in France, Switzerland, Singapore, and the US. I got to know Andrea while we were both at PayPal, and I have always admired motivated and driven Andrea is. Andrea, thank you so much for sharing your unseen battle with us. You're going to tell us about your big move from Colombia to Switzerland and how you had to fight your tendency to self-reject and start your career there.
1: Thank you for for inviting me. It's, It's an honor to be with you today. Well, um, as you told in the intro, I am from Colombia and so many years ago, like 11 years ago, I decided to go and live in Switzerland and it wasn't an easy journey, right? Uh, I had to overcome several obstacles. I have to adapt to the culture. I have to do all the immigration process. I have to learn the language uh, and eventually find a job and uh, get used to that job and well, it was a very, very complicated and at the same time fulfilling journey. Uh-huh.
0: What triggered you to move from Colombia to Switzerland? And were you by yourself?
1: Uh, no, I I went with my husband. Before we did, we took the decision to go to Switzerland. Uh, uh, the year before, I had the opportunity to go to France and do a six months internship in France. Uh-huh and when i was there i realized that i was missing a lot that i haven't that was my first time that i travel outside of my country and i realized that life was completely different and exciting and there were so many things that i loved about that culture i when we i went back to colombia i i really had this desire of i want to travel and i want to explore i cannot be just here and uh, my husband happened to be a Swiss citizen. He's Colombian and Swiss. Then uh, it was very straightforward for us to uh, jump into a plane and then go to Switzerland. Obviously, with a lot of hiccups because we were living in Colombia. We didn't have the money. We didn't speak the language. Well, but uh, that uh, trip to France helped inspire me to, to, to try a different life, and the other reason was in Colombia life was very difficult. Uh, I, I had a job, but my job wasn't very well paid. I had all the problems that you can imagine. My my family was also going for a difficult uh, economic situation. Then I I was I was feeling like asphyxiated in in Colombia, and I really wanted to try something different.
0: And living in France had given you the taste of what it could be like living somewhere else. I was going to ask you why Switzerland, but I think you answered my question. It's because your husband's connection to Switzerland. Exactly.
1: Yes. I when I went to France, I had the opportunity to continue doing a PhD in France. But I had a very we, we were struggling economically. Mm-hmm. Then it wasn't really an option. Uh, and also, that option didn't uh, uh, imply my, hus- my husband. And we were at the time we weren't married, but we ma- we we get mm-hmm. we got married to be able to go to Switzerland.
0: I see. So then,
1: before you moved
0: to Switzerland, did you already have jobs lined up for both or either of you?
1: Oh no, no. <laughs> we it was just a crazy decision. Uh, My my husband has some family there, uh, an aunt who is living there, and she offered us to give us, uh, uh, allow us to live with her for a period of time. Okay. And the Swiss government also uh, gave us some help because my husband is Swiss Swiss, Mm -hmm. and he was interested in going back to Switzerland. Then they they were helping us with a little bit of money while we uh, found jobs. Then it wasn't. Great, but we had the basics covered. Got it.
0: Okay, so you had some support, but I mean, you guys were adventurous, right? You said you will go there, you will find jobs, you will establish a life for yourself. Then, then what happened? So you got here. Was it like you had imagined? It was a
1: lot better than I had imagined that uh, was nice when of we. You. <laughs> yes, when we went to when we, we were thinking about oh we are going to go to Switzerland. We were very realistic. We would say probably people are not... We, we were already uh, graduated from university. We had worked for five or six years. Then uh, we we weren't expecting to go to Switzerland and land jobs in, in our uh, field, that is computer science, both of us. Uh, we were expecting that maybe we will need to do some studies and maybe that we will need to... Even, I, I, was, I was already, I was even thinking on switching my career. I, I was convinced that I will still have an opportunity in technology uh, in Switzerland for many reasons. Uh, but life was very nice and it, it surprised us in many, many different ways.
0: Yeah, so it was a positive experience for you, right? You, you knew it would be hard, but in some ways it turned out to be better than you had expected.
1: Yes, I was prepared for very hard things. Uh-huh. <laughs> like I just, I, we used to tell my, with my husband, we used to say, like, if we need to go and, and work in cleaning, we will do that. But we are going to just at least enjoy life. We yes. are just going to travel in Europe and we are just going to have that experience. If that was our expectation. Just go there, enjoy, uh, learn the language. And if we don't like it, we, we can just go back to Colombia.
0: My gosh, Andrea, I am so impressed with how adventurous you and your husband were. You were even willing to change your career that you had studied for, you had spent some time doing. Uh, so then did you start looking for a job in Switzerland?
1: No, I, I didn't speak French. I was okay. We were in Geneva, the French side. Mm-hmm. And I didn't speak the language. Uh, I didn't speak English. Fluently, I, I had some basics. Then um, I was convinced that I needed to do some, to take some classes. Uh, and my husband, uh, he, the agreement was, if he found the job, he will, he will uh, support the family. Uh, then the first six months, we we really just uh, tried to do the paperwork because there was there were so many immigration uh, processes that we needed to go through. And uh, eventually he started looking for a job. And my job uh, finding was just a complete accident. <laughs>
0: okay.
1: So does your husband speak French, Andrea? No, but uh, Geneva is a very interna- international city. Okay. Most, of the, most of the jobs you can do, in, whether in English or French. Then he he grew up in New York. Then is fluent in English. Got it. Okay, that
0: was the difference. That's why the plan was maybe he will get a job first while you learn French.
1: Is is that what
0: you were planning to do?
1: Yes, that was the awesome. plan. Okay. And, and then And then what happened? <laughs> My husband started looking for jobs. Uh, as I say, things turned out a lot better than we expected. Both of us, we had experience in technology. And as you know, technology and especially uh, Developers are very uh, are, are very in high demand all over the place, like in every place in the world, and that uh, and Geneva is not the exception. There are several banks and big corporations that are established there, and they need technologists. Mm. Then um, he started looking for jobs, and all of a sudden, it, it was everything was frozen because uh, in the winter time people take vacation, but as soon as uh, January arrived. He started receiving a lot of calls and a lot of interviews. At the end of the day, he landed ten different offers, all of wow. them really, really amazing. Like, mm-hmm. like he was looking for offers uh, based on is closer to my house. Do they do they have a uh, soccer field close by? It was just crazy. And then in one of those offers, uh, there was these uh, people who make him an offer. But they also had a partner company that they were also looking for technologists, and then they asked him, "Do you happen to know somebody else with similar profile?" And he said, "Yes, I, my my wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, she she also has. We we went to the same university. We had the same education." Then uh, he said, "My wife. Uh, she's not fluent in, in French. He's, she's not very confident in English. But maybe if you are interested." And then. I try. He convinced mm-hmm. me. He pushed me because mm-hmm. I wasn't I, I really was like, nobody's going to hire me. Don't I was I was so afraid to be embarrassed and to embarrass mm-hmm. myself that I didn't try. Then uh, when they called me and they say, Well, do you want to come for an interview? I was like, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot imagine. I was shaking that day. Andrea, what were you worried about?
0: Was it really just uh, the lack of your language skills that was holding you back?
1: No, no, it wasn't only the language. The language was a huge barrier, but also the fact that I did my studies in Colombia. Mm. And even in Colombia, for me, it was harder than for my husband to find jobs and, and and. and work, right? Work mm-hmm. was always challenging, and has been always challenging because mm-hmm. of the fact that I am a woman. Okay. Then, then I was scared about that, and also a, I have a little bit of uh, complex. Like I was thinking, like people in 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 Europe, they have better education than me, and I was thinking that my education and my experience wasn't worthy then all those things were just happening in my head right all those things so in some
0: ways you were self rejecting right you were like you yourself felt like your education and your level of experience might not measure up to you know what they would usually found in in switzerland
1: yes that was that was what was going on through my head
0: and but you decided to go through it because your husband encouraged you you said yes
1: Yes, he has been always my champion. He nice. uh, he trusts, I think he believes in me more than I believe in me. <laughs> then he was like, he told me this, like, what is the worst thing that may happen, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The worst thing is that they reject you, right? And then you, in any case, you are rejecting yourself, then yeah. just go for it.
0: Wow. Okay. Uh, and how did you prepare for this interview, like emotionally? <laughs> how did you prepare for this interview
1: well i i think they my family my husband uh, and his family in, in geneva played a huge role they were all of them they were like you can do this uh, don't worry you you can do it and just go for it don't think too much i i think the biggest Preparation for that was just no preparation, like just distract myself. I was so nervous. I I was at the same time thinking this can not be like a one-in-a-time life opportunity for me, right? Mm-hmm. That somebody want to take the time to talk to me uh, and have me into account for an interview process in technology. It, it was huge for me at the time. Yeah, I was yeah. very humble, very... Uh, Great! I, I was very grateful that they were thinking on me, even just to give me that uh, time for interviewing.
0: You were ready to change careers, right? For you to then get a job interview <laughs> in that field, I can imagine.
1: Yes, I. I actually, before going to Switzerland, I I did some classes to do a uh, geordly. <laughs> because I you thought, what? like jewelry, like uh, rings and things like that. Because I thought, if I don't find anything else, I I will try to create like a, a small business on, on on something on those lines. That, that so you to plan jewelry
0: making. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i did not know that was a skill you had <laughs> oh yes i i actually uses some of my of the necklace that i have done i can show nice. you next time we see each other
0: <laughs> yes i would love to see that okay so you were like i you had just somehow convinced yourself that you will have to make this huge sacrifice of giving up something you had studied for had experience in maybe take on jewelry making but you had this interview <laughs> lined up in your field and and then, so what, what Halik, tell us about the interview itself.
1: Oh my God, that was so amazing. Parul. I arrived to this place. I had my own startup in Colombia and it was always a dream of mine to like build my startup. I still have that dream. Someday I will do that. I will try that again. But I went to this startup. It, it, it was a first floor with a, a very big open space mm-hmm. with a lot of guys only guys in that <laughs> in that open space okay. but the the vibe was so nice people were just working they have all these dashboards and the open space was really really cool huge like everyone has like these big desks when i was working in colombia in in, in the companies i work it was complete opposite. The the spaces were all always crowded. It was this environment of like the eighties, like very mm-hmm. old fashioned. And this office in Geneva was very nice. Then I met my the CTO of of the startup, mm-hmm. Serge, and this was a Finland guy. And then he he was very nice with me. He obviously he noticed that I was very nervous, mm-hmm. and he was able to manage and. At some point of the interview, I relax. And then okay. we start talking about technology. And that was my passion, independent of like, I I, I really, I'm so thankful that he took the time to make that interview for me, because otherwise I think I will, I will have made the biggest mistake of my life by abandoning my career. Um, and then he just uh, like helped me to get at ease. And then uh, asked me questions about uh, the software that they were using. I it was Java, and he asked me plenty of questions. It happened to the startup that they had in Colombia was on cell phone. Apps. eh, And then eh, the startup in Switzerland was something similar, was career billing. Then I had experience. It was, I had experience in the field. I had experience in the technology. I And once I was able to speak up, Mm. it was like magic. It was, I, I just, everything just flow. Wow. So what a
0: coincidence. Your startup was in the same field as this company. So you actually had some, not just technical, but also domain expertise. Yes,
1: I was very lucky. I think it it was a combination of being strong enough to go and try, but at the same time, all this uh, good opportunity that that was in front of me, right?
0: Yeah, interviewer was really nice. He made you feel relaxed. And so that's why the company was able to see beyond your nervousness and your language barrier and they were able to see what you would be able to bring to the table in terms of domain expertise and technical expertise. Yes, exactly. You were also able to discover your passion that way. Exactly. Uh-huh. And so I'm assuming you ended up joining the company, you got
1: an offer and you said yes. Yes. Uh the rest is history. The company was acquired by PayPal. Uh, years after that uh, in the meantime I made my way in that company Uh, I did some good contributions and then by the time that we were acquired I I was able to start interacting with the headquarters in PayPal Mm -hmm. uh, because of my role in the startup and eventually I applied for uh, a great program that they have in PayPal that is called Technology Leadership Program Mm -hmm. And then, I, well, that is how I eventually moved to U.S. and had, I think, a successful career in, in the valley. Um, and all this journey is like a fairy tale. Sometimes it looks yeah. like so far away that day that I left Colombia. But I think it was worthy.
0: And Andrea, you have lived in Switzerland. You have lived in France. You have lived in Singapore, U.S. And... And you also have a daughter, right? You have also made some of these uh, transitions with family.
1: Yes, my daughter was born in Switzerland a couple of years after I found a job. <laughs> uh, I know women
0: who actually who have moved here to the U.S. from India who are like you know who have great education, great experience. But are sometimes they feel at a disadvantage because they did not go to school in the U.S. They don't really have professional uh, experience in the U.S. But I'm sure there's several people in that uh, in the same bucket. What advice would you have for them?
1: Yeah, open the door for yourself. Don't be the the, the that person that is going to hold yourself back. The worst thing that happened, as my husband used to say during that time, is that they reject you, and then you need to have a thick skin to yeah. know that it's not about you, right? Mm-hmm. Not everyone is going to be like that manager that was able to see beyond my 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 language, by, beyond all, all the obstacles that I had. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, are, there may be people who don't have the same patience and whatnot, but. There is always somebody who is going to be ready to open the door for you. And people like me, I am super committed to do that for others who are coming behind. And there are plenty who are like me trying to give you the opportunity. Then don't be that person that is going to uh, not try because of Mm -hmm. your fears. Just leave your fears on the side. Just turn off that volume on those negative thoughts and then just go for it. Andrea, that's
0: great advice. I do have one question, right? So, in this interview, you you actually, in some ways, you it was lucky that you found this guy who was patient and really took the time to get to know you. But did you ever also had an experience in all of these different places where people were not very nice and kind of were impatient?
1: Oh, plenty. <laughs> I can. I I think we can do another interview about that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes many many times and it hurts and and yeah. sometimes it has been it has it has been a of big magnitude for me like that it has been a, a state for me like mm. that i cannot overcome that takes me months to accept the the rejection or the lack of support of the, or the discrimination mm-hmm. but i what doesn't kill you makes you stronger right then yeah when I bounce back, I realize that I am stronger than before. I developed that thick skin. Mm-hmm. And I think very, very few things nowadays makes me feel bad. And very few people will be able to make me cry yeah. <laughs> by, by doing those things. Are any particular tips
0: that helped you get to this point? Like, you know, when you were not treated, you were discriminated against, people did not treat you well. In that moment, what did you tell yourself to keep going?
1: Look, when when discrimination happens or, or, or these kind of things, I think the problems is their problem. Don't make your them don't make it your problem. When people are looking at you down, it's because they don't have they are not open minded enough to see beyond the races, the the accents and and the languages and whatnot. And they are missing a lot because the mm-hmm. rich Of the diversity and the, and the opportunities that you, you miss by don't, not having a diverse team, not having a diverse, uh, pool of, of employees is a huge missed opportunity. And I think there are plenty of studies that prove that. Then they are the problem and they are eventually are going to pay the price. You don't don't do, don't make it, don't make it about yourself. Just know that, uh, You have accomplished so many things. You have come such a long way. And all these obstacles are just like scratches that are going to to fade out. And you just continue going and moving forward.
0: So two things you mentioned. Number one is don't self-reject yourself. Right, At least try for it. And the second thing is if you do find obstacles where people are not supportive, no, it's not about you. It's about them. It's their problem. You just have to continue your journey and find somebody else who is supportive.
1: Yes, exactly. Don't suffer for that.
0: <laughs> and we are looking back. Is there anything you would do differently?
1: Yes, I think I I will have trust my, my myself a little bit more, and instead mm-hmm. of spending time beating myself uh, to the ground and even sometimes crying and and whatnot, to look. On the positive side, like okay. uh, one of my coaches tell told me this advice about what if instead of looking at the worst, you look at the best, what is mm. the best scenario that you can have? And yes, you cannot go and, and, and think that everything is going to be super positive, but don't don't only look at the negative. You can look at, at the least look at the bo- at both at both sides. Give yourself a chance to think about what will be the best scenario possible. And and imagine that as well. Yeah, that's true. I think a lot
0: of us tend to focus on what could go wrong, but not what if it worked out. Like right? what's the upside there? Yes, exactly. Andrea, you know, I know you to be a very optimistic, very confident person, and it was great to see the journey it has taken you to get to this point. <laughs> if our, uh, if my audience want to get to know you and uh, learn more about you, how can they reach you?
1: Yes, uh, I'm going to give you my LinkedIn uh, ID so yeah. people can reach me out through LinkedIn. I'm very interested I, as I said I I would like to be the person who opened the door for other people who come behind then I'm very interested in having conversations with other women especially young women starting their own journeys then please if you are if you want to hear more or have doubts and and you want that push uh, that confidence please reach out feel free to reach out through LinkedIn I will make sure I
0: include your LinkedIn information in the episode notes. Uh, Andrea, thank you so much for sharing your, sharing your journey with us, but also for the offer for uh, our women to reach out to you in case they have questions or if they need help. I I really appreciate it. That's very generous of you.
1: Thank you, and thank you for inviting me. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Andrea.
0: Hope you enjoyed the episode. If you know someone who has a great story of an unseen battle, please nominate them. You can get in touch with me through LinkedIn or contact me on unseenbattlespodcast.com.